0: Golden, aka Bo Snerdly, on 77 WABC,
1: the crown jewel of American radio.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, if you'd like to be on today's program, 800 848 WABC is the telephone number to call, 800 848 92 There's so much news bursting at the seams. We will speak at the bottom of the hour with Curtis Sliwa, who you just heard. uh, Well, you just heard questions regarding uh, what Curtis and and Mayor Giuliani are trying to do. And this needs to be done. We'll speak with Curtis. We had a call about it yesterday. What can we do? And that's one of the questions, Curtis, we're going to ask you. Um, There is other news. Today is a day that would normally have a lot of gravity in the political world because of what is happening in the United States House and the United States Senate. The Supreme Court overshadowed that a little bit by blocking the Joe Biden COVID vaccination mandates for businesses. They kept in place, as you heard at the top of the hour with Bob Brown, they kept in place the healthcare care worker rule, it's unclear what this is going to mean for people who've already been fired, and especially due to um, the, the, the mandates being enforced by public companies. Public companies may have the right to just, regardless of whether there's a federal mandate and not, do it. So it's unclear where all this is going to head out. But one thing for sure, we and this was a 6-3 ruling against the occupational safety, Health administration's employer mandate so this 63 ruling should be a red flag to what is coming in future rulings or what could potentially come in future rulings there's news from overseas and normally I ignore the royal news because it is just royalty news and the only royalty that we pay attention to here is our very own Princess Di who will be here tomorrow uh, Queen Elizabeth has stripped Prince Andrew of his royal and military titles. Now, in over there, across the pond, this is a big deal, folks. When a prince, uh, the Duke of York, which would make him our duke, I guess, sort of, uh, when the Duke of York has agreed to return all the military affiliations and royal patronages, To the Queen. The Duke of York, they say will continue will continue to not undertake any public duties. He's defending this case, this case, of course, is in relation to his orbit with with the dead Jeff Epstein and the still alive somehow Ghislaine Maxwell. Uh, But while he's undergoing the sex assault lawsuit brought against him, he's going to do it as a private citizen, and he will have to be deposed, apparently, and it's going to get ugly. This is something that in future years will be part of documentaries about the royal family and what an upset this was. Does it have any practical meaning? No. No. They, you know, you look at this guy with his decorations and we got this drumsticks here and these patches here and glitter here and glitter there. And, yeah, he's the guy that does this, represents the queen with this branch of this particular garter of whatever it is with the military. But it is an important deal for the pomp and circumstance of royalty over there. Now, there is a story that deserves to be front page news. It is not front page news. It is not, it is barely mentioned in any of the mainstream outlets here. The story is that Donald Trump's former campaign manager, Paul Manafort, is now publicly saying, He was pressured to lie by then presidential special counsel Robert Mueller's investigative team. Uh, Manafort was on with Hannity. He said that the Mueller team, the Mueller team, was targeting him and a few others to get to President Trump. There were moments they were putting pressure on me to talk about facts that were not true. And he understood what their quid pro quo was, that he would be treated in a lenient way if he gave up Trump. Now, President Trump was and remains the target of the Democrat Party because he was the most effective Republican president in many of our lifetimes. This entire witch hunt, legal witch hunt, against President Trump and his family continues today, right here in New York, from the Attorney General's office, what, and if, if if there were a real Department of Justice, not just the Democrat Party Department of Justice, there would be an immediate investigation into the behavior by then-Special Counsel Robert Mueller's investigative team. These people... Would be, would be, this is a political persecution that Paul Manafort is describing. You lie against President Trump. You lie against Donald Trump, and we'll take care of you. Otherwise, we're going to use the government to make your life miserable, to throw you in jail. This is the kind of stuff that communist dictatorships routinely do. It is not supposed to happen in the United States of America. And of all places, of all things, the charges, conspiracy against the United States, making false statements, money laundering, and failing to register as a foreign agent for Ukraine. While you have Biden flitting around the country, we had Paul Manafort had to spend his time in prison. Because, in part, he refused to lie against President Trump. This was all part of the Russia conspiracy hoax, by the way. And they wanted to get Manafort to cooperate and come up with a bunch of lies. This should be front page news. This is a ho-hum today in most quarters of the mainstream media. This allegation from Manafort is profound. We turn our attention for a moment, and there will be more moments, to what has happened today in Washington, D.C., with the voting rights, so-called voting rights bill that the Democrats put off. To me, the Congressional Black Caucus has disgraced themselves, which isn't very difficult. They stepped out today, their caucus chair, Joyce Beatty saying that the Black Caucus members are concerned about Republican-led state legislatures enacting strict voting requirements, and then they, one of the one of the members of the uh, Congressional Black Caucus, Joe Negusi, says he's a Colorado Democrat. Says the eyes of the world upon you, are upon you to the United States Senate. The eyes of the world are on you. And how are you going to vote? Well, no, it, they are not. The, the eyes of the world are on themselves. They're, they're, they're concerned about their own lives, their own countries. They could care less about this, litical, this little petty political ploy that you people in the Democrat Party are trying to pull off. And for those of you in the black caucus, all of you, To witness what is going around in every city in this country, including New York yesterday, I had friends asking me, hey, have you seen the video of what happened in New York with those carjacks? Yep. Yep. Have you seen what's going on and out continues to go on in Oakland? Yep. Have you continued to see what happens in Chicago? Yep. Are you watching what is happening on the streets of New York? Yep. Every single one of these so called black leaders, these black congressmen, should hang their heads in disgrace because in their communities you have this out of control crime. You have teachers' unions telling teachers to stay home and not teach these black kids. In the districts that they supposedly represent, you have inflation running now at 40 year highs, which is hurting these families. And here they are all dressed up in their Sunday best, preening like proud little peacocks, saying the eyes of the world are upon us because this voting rights nonsense that they threw up in the name of John Lewis doesn't appear to have a chance to pass. And somehow or another, Mr. Nagusi and some of these others believe that the world's eyes are on the United States Senate. No, they are not. Nobody's eyes are on you. And the problem is that your eyes aren't on your constituents. You people in the black caucus ought to just resign you are good for nothing. You do no good to the neighborhoods that you claim to represent. We are in the middle of a devastating culture war inside these communities. And you don't hear a peep about it from Mr. Nagusi or from, from Joyce Beatty or any of these others that claim to be the heroes of black Americans. Not a word. You don't hear a word about the out-of-control murder rates, the, the rampant criminality, the effects of COVID in these communities, the effects of the lockdowns on that businesses in these communities have suffered. All of these proud little peacock, we're here, we're made it, we're better than you, Congressional Black Caucus members, have zero to say about anything that is relevant to lives of people that they claim to represent. And yet they get their little backs up because nobody wants to vote for this phony, baloney, so-called Voting Rights Act. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo back in a moment. <music> 77 WABC Talk Radio. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo with you here. We will have your calls coming up later. Also, Curtis Lewa joins us. You know who else came out and slithered out from under the rocks? Former President Barack Obama. Um, And and he wrote an editorial. You can tell he only wanted it on the record, that he didn't really care where it was placed because it ended up at USA Today. USA Today, by the way, is fighting, uh, being kicked over a story that they ran pretty much giving giving leniency to pedophilia but that's a whole nother deal so president obama when's the last time you really saw president obama engaged in anything besides the big party that he had up at uh up at the um you know massachusetts where they all go hang out in the big enclave yeah they had a vineyard i never get invited up there not that I would go. Anyway, former President Barack Obama, we need to follow John Lewis' example and fight for our democracy. He, wrote, he writes this editorial for the uh, USA Today. Says when he spoke at John Lewis's memorial two years ago, he emphasized a truth that John knew better than just about any, anybody else. Our democracy isn't a given. It isn't self-executing. We as citizens have to nurture and tend it. Those are sweet words. And Obama, whoever you got to write them for you, or if you did it yourself, those are really good words. He said at the time, various state legislatures across the country had already passed a variety of laws to make voting harder. It was an attack on everything John Lewis fought for and a challenge to our most fundamental democratic freedoms. Since then, things have only gotten worse. Okay, let's put a stop to this lie. Because, Mr. Obama, all due respect to you, sir, it's a lie. State legislatures across the country, Republican state legislatures, have passed laws to roll back the expansions that Democrats in blue cities have made to make accounting for votes, accuracy, and legitimacy more difficult. You and your buddies in the mainstream press, as soon as there was pushback, still, oh, oh no, oh, they're trying to they're trying to restrict voting. No, we're not. We're trying to restrict lawlessness that you Democrats put in play. With this strategy called number one voter harvesting, and the second one primarily voting without identification, voting and being able to leave ballots that are completely un would be completely unvalidated, not knowing who actually filled out the ballot. Those are the things that in 49 legislators, what Obama says is that in 49 states, legislators have introduced more than 400 bills designed to suppress votes. It is a blatant lie, Mr. Obama, and you are smart enough to know better. You're like the big intellectual figure of the left. You are smart enough to know better. You know what the politics of this are. You know that Democrats are trying to push the limits as to how they can have as much flexibility in, in bringing in votes, whether they are legitimate or not. And that is what Republican legislatures are pushing back. And the reason that you're sad, pathetic, Joe Biden had to go out the other day and claim that Republicans are being like Bull Connor, Democrat, George Wallace, Democrat, is because there are no examples of Republicans currently that you can call not one name that you can call and say, yeah, here's a Republican trying to stop black people from voting. Now, Mr. Obama, you and your wife have done really well. Netflix has made sure you got all kinds of millions of dollars. I saw a picture in the paper the other day, you, your daughter's out in the Hawaii, your daughter's butt all out for the world to see, and apparently you don't care about that as her father. You guys are millionaires. You spend the, your time with all these Hollywood elites traveling around the world, doing all this. And go back underneath the rock. Go back and enjoy spending your money. If the best you can do, President Obama, is come up with this last-minute BS. Because all you are doing, you and your fellow Democrats are pouring gasoline and trying to light a match to all the hard work that good, honest, decent Americans have done to make our country a better place. By getting rid of racism. You. Your Democrat friends, Mr. Obama. You are the ones that refuse to acknowledge what a decent and wonderful country America truly is. And instead. You use your political clout. To try to turn people against White Republicans, and that's what you're trying to do, with things that you know or should know are not true. And it is a disgrace. Joe Biden apparently has no political scruples. He'll say and do anything at this point in his life. Poor guy. You ought to know better. Mr. Obama and you ought to want better for yourself and for this country. The country that you will leave to your children. They're trying to stir up all this false racial hatred all the time. And another note about John Lewis. He was a hero. I had the occasion to meet with John Lewis a few times in my life and sit with him. And I'll tell you what, he was an impressive man. But John Lewis, toward the end of his career, turned just as partisan as all the rest of these Democrat partisan hacks out here. And so you can use his name all you want to try to stir up the best make it a good voting bill it is a terrible bill this john lewis bill and it deserves to be defeated and if mr president obama this is the best you can do why don't you just go and get out of public life and stop bothering us with this petty hatred that you keep trying to stir up go spend your money and enjoy your life James Golden, a.k.a. Boast Nerd, coming back with Curtis Slewa. We'll be back. Morning. Can you address the concerns that uh, Curtis lewa and, and, and uh, Rudy Giuliani's son have on uh, issuing, trying to issue a recall, basically after you've been in office, so only 10 days? How would I, you address that? I, I haven't uh, heard uh, what either of those two uh, have said, so... No comment. I mean, I was elected by the voters of Manhattan. We're we're two weeks in. Uh, we plan to deliver uh, safety and justice for all, and we're focused on the mission. Safety and justice for all. Yesterday, we had a situation where a career criminal was told by a ju- uh, told by the judge that normally, sir, you'd be going to jail for years, but your charges have been re- been reduced by this new new district attorney, Alvin Bragg. So apparently, and this he was involved in a with a knife in a robbery of over $2,000. Safety and justice for all, Mr. Bragg says. Curtis Lewa, what say you?
0: Well, well, Alvin Bragg, just think of him as he wants to hug a thug, not prosecute thugs, hug a thug because he thinks like if you're empathetic or sympathetic to a person who's committed a crime, you'll be able to do restorative justice. And as you can see, James Golden, it's just not working. But I'll be honest with you, this is what he campaigned on. The two other Democrats that he beat in the Democratic campaign, all three of them got 76% of the Democrats in Manhattan who uh, chose to vote. All three of them were justice warriors. All three of them believed in the same things. So Manhattan got exactly what they wanted, and Alvin Bragg is their DA, and we're stuck with him because unless the governor decides to remove him from office, which he has the right to do, that's why we have this petition out there that people can get involved with and sign in order to recall Alvin Bragg. All they got to do is go to my Facebook at dot where we're hoping to get 50,000 signatures. We just started. We got 5,000. But the pressure needs to be applied to Kathy Hochul to remove Alvin Bragg. She's the only one who can stop this guy from uh, becoming a turning-loose uh, district attorney that just creates anarchy in our streets.
2: You just cited turning-loose, those going back to the days of cut em loose, Bruce. We all remember yeah. what New York was like with that. Now, let me ask you a question, though, Curtis. I, for the life of me, I, I shake my head, and I, I try to understand— what the end what the, what is the true objective of Mr. Bragg? I look Curtis, I don't know Mr. Bragg. I have no idea who what it is that he actually thinks. I don't know why you would say to criminals, oh, it's okay if you bring a gun to a robbery, as long as you don't hurt anybody real bad, we'll forget about the gun charge. I don't understand the thinking here, and I'm not trying to be flippant, Curtis. I want to understand, what is the thinking that if you reduce charges against the worst of the criminals, some of whom are carrying weapons in pursuit of their criminality, that you're doing something good? Help me understand what is going on with that mentality.
0: Well, his ideology, which is the ideology of the New York Times, which is the ideology of most Democrats, is Manhattan. To what they call restorative justice. That means do not incarcerate an individual. Sit them down in a room. Give them some remediation. Sometimes bring their victim into the room. Let them have a conversation. Let, let, let the victim understand the pains of the predator so that they can understand what the root causes of this violence is, this desire to rob, rape, steal, abuse is, which is absolutely insane. But the other thing you need to know, James Golden, is the previous Manhattan District Attorney, Cyrus white Vance, Vance, and mm-hmm. now his replacement, D.A. Bragg, they have only one obsession, to prosecute Donald Trump, prosecute his family, and prosecute any of his business interests. They're obsessed with that. And so normal criminals, uh, blue-collar criminals, no-collar criminals – they get to to roam the streets to do it again and again and again
2: Now, nice. Curtis. I wish I could tell you that it's ju- that it's just here um, did, I don't know whether you saw the re- report, Curtis, that came out of um, Chicago Lori Lightfoot, that disappointment of a mayor allegedly called the owner of a high uh, high end ex- car exotic dealership uh, there an idiot. During a meeting, the store was targeted in one of these smash and grab policies, just like New York, crime out of control in Chicago, and you could go to any blue city and you'll see the same things are happening on the streets there. And she calls the victim, the guy whose business was hit with one of these smash, she calls him an idiot. Do. But- James,
0: it's easy easy to say when you're surrounded by police officers all day who are your security. And meantime, the policies that you won't enforce, it's not like the laws don't exist. They're refusing to enforce the laws as they exist. In her area, the Cook County District Attorney, her name is Fox. Uh, She had to face re-election. The the voters in Cook County re-elected her. Uh, She has had an an incredible pro-criminal record, meaning pro-criminal, not the victims. So, again, if the voters are going to continue to elect elected officials and district attorneys who favor criminals, well, then they'll have a choice. Either improve, uh, don't move, and fight for you-know-what-is-right, take the law into your own hands, or move. Like so many people have south of the Mason-Dixon line to Virginia, North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, Florida, Texas, Tennessee, and parts unknown. That's why you see this exodus taking place.
2: Now, Curtis, is correct. I may be wrong on this, but I think this is a tremendous opportunity, not only for you, but for Republicans, for other people who have said, you know, we may be outnumbered, but there are things that most New Yorkers would agree upon. Number one, we want a safe city. I think that you could go into almost any neighborhood, since you're in these neighborhoods anyway, Curtis, I think you could go into almost any neighborhood in Manhattan and convince people that we actually need to demand a safe, a to have a district attorney who actually cares about the people of Manhattan. And I think that you would find people from all political walks of life who are willing to listen to you and to, to former Mayor Giuliani. Um, and so, again, I want you to please tell people how they can sign this petition. We, we had a caller yesterday, Curtis, the reason I, I I wanted to have you today, when I, I heard and saw that soundbite, and I'm like, oh, my goodness, I wonder if Curtis is available. Because people do want to know what to do. What can we do? How can we – what do we do now? Well,
0: first off, James Golden, our new mayor – who won on the law and order platform blinked first when it came to DA Bragg. He did not confront him. He did not in any way, shape, or form say, I'm taking you on because you can't turn these criminals loose. So unfortunately he blinked. So if people would like to help remove DA Bragg and send a message to the other district attorneys also who are doing the same things but on the down low, not as publicly, just go to my Facebook at Curtis Sliwa. And look to recall D.A. Bragg, sign that petition. We've gotten 5,000 signatures in just three days. Our goal is 50,000 because Governor Kathy Hochul, who wants to get elected into office and take permanently the seat of Andrew Evil Cuomo, has the power to remove D.A. Bragg. And I guarantee you, James Golden, if she actually shows courage and does that, every other D.A. will fall into line and just do their job, which is to enforce the laws as they exist, if you want to change the laws. Run for the legislature, but if you're a DA, enforce the laws.
2: Are you? By the way, your concession speech, Curtis, I thought was was it was it was it was moving. It was touching, and I thought it was so statesmanlike when you said that you would support this new mayor because we have to make sure that we bring New York back. You have loved this city, and you've given your life energy to this city as long as I've known you, which is now a bunch of decades, Curtis. (laughs)
0: That's true, but but James, I got to tell you, uh, anybody could do a better job than Mayor de Blasio did. He single-handedly destroyed this city that we love. I've known Eric Adams for 40 years. He called me all kinds of names in in the – In the race for the mayoralty, he called me a racist, a buffoon, a clown, a liar. I I treated that like dandruff, uh, you know, just flicked it off my shoulders. We have to get behind him. We have to support him because he is the mayor and he needs all our support against AOC, all out crazy, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, the Democratic Socialists of America, justice warriors who want to chase us all out of New York City. By being pro-criminal instead of pro law enforcement uh, over my dead body, James Golden, you know me. I'm I know you fight for what I know is right, and I want people to join me in that effort.
2: Uh, Curtis, okay, you have to come back from time to time and let us know what we're doing. Here. Also, Curtis, is there anybody that's doing that is going to keep a record of how these policies are what they're doing? We hear the one case because it may have been the first, and then, ooh, look, we've got now evidence of it. But these, these, we have criminals that are facing judges 24 hours a day in New York. Who's going to be keeping track of how these, these, these new mandates from this alleged prosecutor are actually impacting the city?
0: Well, James, this is the trick of how they work this system. Let's say they get collared on a felony or a misdemeanor, all right? They tried to rob you as you went to the ATM machine, but they didn't hurt you. They didn't shoot you. They didn't stab you. They'll get charged with a misdemeanor. They'll go into court. They know the ropes. They say to the judge, judge, we don't have to go any further. I I plead to a disorderly conduct charge, which is a violation. They dismiss it, tell you, be a good boy for six months. I don't want to see you again and then they go through the criminal justice system. I'm keeping track of it. We've got quite a few uh, volunteers who work in the criminal justice system who are are giving me the notations of the caseloads that are going from felonies to misdemeanors to violations to remanding these thugs into the streets instead of uh, bail and remand them to jail. So I'm going to be posting those uh, for everybody to be able to see. Bo.
2: Thank you. All right, my friend Curtis. Good to hear. For, good to hear your voice, Curtis. Thank you. Um, and let's, you know, let's just stay in touch with this. I am really uh, sickened by what the possibilities are for our city, and I am worried. And I know you must be too.
0: Yeah, well, there's no time to be hugging thugs. In fact, I'm going up to East Harlem where they shot that uh, Burger King cashier, the 19 year old dead. And I'm going to go thump some thugs old-style Curtis Sleewa-style, James
2: Golden. All right, Curtis Sleewa, W-A-B-C. James Golden, a.k.a. Snerdly, we're back right after this. Ah, yes, my friends. Listen, you can go check out the new James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerdly merchandise, at the 77 W-A-B store right now. That's right. I've got my own merchandise line in the WABC store. Go to the WABCRadioStore.com. WABCRadioStore.com. Find everything from James Golden T-shirts to hats, jackets to bags, and more. Luckily, for 77 WABC listeners, there's a limited time discount. Enter the discount code... James15 at checkout and you'll get a 15% discount off your purchase. Discount code JAMES15 for 15% off your purchase. Go to WABCRadioStore.com Get yours. Get your James Golden t-shirt, your hat, your jacket, your bag and get a 15% discount. How do you like that? I love it. Al Green, still in love with you, always in love with you. James Golden, a.k.a. Sterling, what's up, Rich? Where are we heading on the phone? All right, what is up, James? Let us begin with our friend Karen
0: in Rockland County.
2: Karen, welcome. WABC, how are you?
1: Hi, James,
2: how are you? Uh, I'm worried, but okay, but I'm good.
1: So am I. Uh, you know, it's funny, when Curtis, which I was hoping to talk to him because I had a, a great campaign ad for him when he was running for mayor, but he might be able to use it in the future, uh, have cats and maybe even his wife sitting around a kitchen table with a plate of English muffins and discussing that uh, Curtis knows the nooks and crannies of the city <laughs> like nobody else does.
2: <laughs>
1: I thought that was cute.
2: Well, it's certainly prescient because he he does knows this city like no one else. So, That's what's right, on your mind? I, Ka- what's on your mind, Karen?
1: Uh, I feel like I'm a victim of crime myself, even though I have never really encountered one, except for one time I was uh, almost raped. But uh, I, I mean, I feel like I can't go into the city, which I loved. I used to love to go into the city to the museums, Lincoln Center, the shows. I wouldn't go, I wouldn't touch, step in there for nothing now with all the crime going on. And they talk about $6 billion for the subways. What's the good of that if you have the homeless and all these people doing all that stuff down in the subway? I wouldn't step one foot in the subways right now.
2: Well, you know, this is a shame. And this was, this is, folks, this is what is going to have to be addressed as we bring our city back from COVID. This is the worst possible time. Thank you, Karen for this lawlessness to be taking place. I would suggest that people start traveling in groups again. And even then I understand groups. Yeah, but we're traveling in groups and we're law abiding citizens. Do you see what happens with just these people carjacking and how you can just be walking down? Yes. We see what is happening in our city. This is still the greatest city in the world. We must restore it for ourselves. Apparently, Those that we elect are not up to the challenge. Uh, Where are we going next, Rich? We're going to go over to the Bronx and say hi to Paul. Paul, welcome. How are you?
3: Hi, James. I'm retired from NYPD. 30 or so years ago when I was with the former New York City Transit Police in District 1 at Columbus Circle, we came in one morning and we found flyers in our mailboxes from a fictitious white supremacist police organization called the Blue Order. Unbeknownst to Eric Adams, not only did Eternal Affairs get involved, but the FBI did. And they traced the flyers back to Eric Adams' brother's typewriter ribbon in the Midtown South Precinct. Say what? Whoa, whoa,
2: whoa, 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 bro, bro, hold up here. Say they, the okay, you said the FBI was called in?
3: Absolutely.
2: And they traced this, this fictitious, this harmful. Mm-hmm.
3: These flyers were in our mailboxes. All the white officers got one. If there's anyone out there that remembers this, that remembers uh, what Eric Adams did to poor Lisette LeBron when she blew the whistle on the cheating scandal with the uh, Transit Police Black Guardians Association that Eric Adams was completely involved in. Three black cops went to prison. Sam James, Dave Torquini, and Mike Gordon, Lieutenant Mike Gordon, thanks to Bratton. And Eric Adams had those flyers placed in our mailboxes circa 1991. Wait,
2: you said Eric Adams did it, or do you know for a fact that Eric Adams was behind it?
3: They traced the flyers back to his brother's uh, typewriter ribbon at Midtown South. Okay, but
2: we don't know that he was behind it. We do.
3: For the New York City Transit Police.
2: Wow. Thank you for the call. We're going to look into this. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. Where are we going next,
0: Rich? We're going to go over to Stan Hope, New Jersey, and speak with Andrew.
2: Andrew, welcome. WABC Talk Radio 77, James Golden, a.k.a. Sterling. What's up?
4: Oh, President Obama, he's hanging out with all the white snobs in Martha's Vineyard. I went there two years ago. It made me sick, being with all the uh, arrogant people up there. And uh, I don't see, like, how he would want to be with them. But I did see Serena Williams, I think, biking with her kids, and she. You know, she was sweet. I didn't talk to her. But other than Serena Williams, it's all snobs up there. And uh, <laughs> I was just want to say uh, the Black Caucus. I worked with the station that Dominic Carter and also Bob Brown, files One News, and I interviewed the NAACP chapter and summit and also the mayor of Nork on an anti violence. And it's kind of like what you're saying, like they're useless or actually worse than useless because they promote policies that break up the family and cause uh, dependency. I asked the NAACP guy, I said, you know, why don't you guys like Obama said, talk about having two parent homes, even though Obama contradicted. And he looked real puzzled at me. And then he said, Oh, well, professor, Dr. Price of Rutgers started that who's a great man, but he recently, you know, he passed away soon after that. So it's like, you know, well, what do you do? And I said, why are you here in Summit, New Jersey, which is real affluent town, and there are African-Americans there, but they're big, rich, you know, Wall Street guys and New York Jets and giant players. So why aren't they in, in the inner cities helping people with uh, job training, SAT, you know, tutors, legal advice, free legal if they felt discriminated against, drug counts, you know, what exactly <laughs> – are, are they doing? And the mayor of Newark too. I confronted him. Jim and what Ronald was
2: the Trump. answer to all of that? What was the answer to, the, to your questions? Why aren't you and in, in there helping?
4: Right. He um, just said that the guy from Rutgers is, you know, started that program, but then he passed away soon after. And he was a great man. He was probably a liberal, but and Obama pointed in some history, you know, czar thing. But um, in Newark, it was more egregious. I said to the mayor, Jim Brown was there for an anti-violence. And I said, right up the road, I'm on South Orange Avenue. I grew up, there was black people, actually a majority, and there was zero shootings.
2: Well, you know what? Look, time is running out here. And I appreciate your call. Look, and this is in response to the story earlier when you had the CBC Today standing up. Look, this Voting Rights Act apparently is not going to pass. Um, it is being sent over to the Senate as a message. The House voted for it. Pelosi put both of the voting rights bills together. They're sending it over to the Senate. Kirsten Cinema says she's not going to get rid of the filibuster. So that's the new target. We'll talk about all of that politics and more. But it is entire racial theater. And it is designed by Democrats to inflame this country. There is nothing good about it. Anyway, James Golden here with you, AKA Snurdly. Yeah, we do live in the greatest city in the world, but we have got work to do. Especially with the lawlessness that is beginning, and you see it already to creep in because of these new elected Democrats. New York, New York. And America, the greatest nation humanity has ever witnessed, James Golden. May God protect, bless you and your family. And we're back tomorrow. Be here.